Welcome to the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. I'm Ben Trueblood, this week alongside Zach Workin. Heyo. <laughs> and producer Nathan, always. Always, uh, always. Look, yeah, this one looks a little different because uh, right now, like, we're not in the podcast studio. Zach's at home. Well, I mean, they can't I, see that, but they're hearing it, right? They're that's hearing. Right. <laughs> it probably sounds a little different. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like it's coming from the man cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different mics and all of that. Uh, so we are, I th- about week two of this coronavirus uh, quarantine. Everybody kind of working from home. Student ministry, for the most part, has all gone digital. We're about two weeks into this thing. Uh, and you that are in student ministry, listening to the podcast, you've probably chased down if you're, if you hadn't been online yet with your stuff, you've probably chased down, like, how do I do all of this? How do I do small groups in an online environment? And you've researched things, Google Hangouts and Zoom are words you've probably used more in the last two weeks than you had, uh, leading up to this point. Uh, and you've, you've come to the place where you've realized that, this brings both challenges and uh, opportunities for the gospel and opportunities co- to connect with people in a different way. And I think one of the unique things, Zach, that we see two weeks later uh, is that the the adrenaline of let's make a lot of decisions and things are happening so fast and yeah. work, 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 work. That adrenaline of in-the-moment, fast decision-making can kind of keep us going for a little while. But now, two weeks in, that's probably starting to wear off for some people. Yeah. And we're seeing, okay, this, this thing is still here. It's still continuing to go. And the question now becomes, what does it look like to pastor, not mm. just provide ways to connect online, but what does it actually look like to pastor as a student pastor now in this season? And and again, let's, let's say it for those in the back. This is an unprecedented global health incident, which means nobody has the answers. And so we're all feeling scrambled. And if you're feeling like we're feeling probably at this point, a little bit fatigued and worn out. And I think it's in these moments um, that we have got to find a way to pastor and not just try to provide what we always provided. Um, for, for me, Ben, it's a liberating moment because I think it allows us to, I mean, maybe that's just the wiring of the a go-getting, high-energy, crisis-minded, like Enneagram Seven. But I'm I'm excited. There's a problem to fix because it feels like sometimes, <laughs> like, man, we got no problems to fix. What are we gonna do? Just tweak everything. Um, but right. at some point, the adrenaline does run out, and 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 the even the fixing can lead to a point of you feeling, you know, like a failure or whatever. And I think for a lot of a lot of folks in the role of youth minister, especially, um, it, it it feels like the the whole life line the lifeblood of how we were connected to our students has now been like disrupted upheaval what was secondary or tertiary now feels primary uh, as a pastor who's prominent it talks about it being digital default is the move that we're making now instead of it being like you know and so not just hey we're not just live streaming our service because we can we're live streaming because we have to and i think that's one of yeah. the things that that makes us like we feel on the back foot uh, because alongside the tools that we knew, not only are we having like, you know, questions about the discipline of our students, but how we even are going to design times for us to be together. And so maybe 
enough of that dust is settled that you figured out how you're going to apply the tools that Ben shared, Google Hangouts, Zoom, Facebook, or whatever. Um, but this is the moment to settle into what it means to pastor through crisis. Uh, the, the thing that I would want to share, Ben, here is, I, I mean, this, this feels, again, unprecedented, unique, uh, because this may last a while. And I, I, think, I think there's some, some calming and wise words that we need to hear on how to settle in with this for not just, this is not the ice storm that ruined our D now or winter camp weekend. This is a disruption that may change how we meet from now until summer. Like, this isn't like, hey, guys, we couldn't meet Sunday, so we all hopped on Instagram and watched the Youth Pastor Teach. This may yeah. be like a new habit of meeting, a new uh, liturgy of the people, a new organization for how we communicate, you know, weekly, daily. And so uh, give, us, give us some calming and wise words, my friend. Like, what would you, what would you say to us in this moment? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great lead in the the calming and wise words uh man here are a couple things i would i would say um i, I mean i guess i have a lot of pastoral kind of thoughts bouncing around in my head i have a lot Let's of practical them. thoughts bouncing around i'll give you one uh, just a couple practical i mean you mentioned fatigue uh and there are probably some that are tired of hearing about this and as soon as the podcast came on and we started talking they were like oh my gosh here's another one uh but I note to nathan you. don't call it the corona episode thanks that's right, that's right. <laughs> but if you're still if you've stuck around to this point please know that our uh, our heart in this is to help you uh to pastor you to equip you to encourage you um so the the word virus is not going to be uh the lead here, uh, you and, and, and helping you is the lead. The other thing that I would say just in an, as an encouragement is, man, there are a lot of student pastors right now that are developing skills that they didn't have before, developing tools they didn't have before, innovating ways to reach students that maybe we weren't forced into before. And I would encourage us as, a, as student ministry, to consider those things as permanent tools in the tool belt rather than mm. a band-aid to get us through a tough time. The things that you're working on now may prove to be very helpful, beneficial ways to reach people and to keep connections with students moving into the future. I mean, we've, you know, we, on this podcast before, we've done a lot of research and talked about generation and digital natives and all of that kind of stuff. And we talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And now is a moment where we are forced into the digital native universe. And if we're going to, if we're going to really reach teenagers, I think it's a place that we have to stay even when the new normal comes back after this thing is over. Yeah. So, so that's some practical stuff. And then uh, just some pastoral thoughts that I have, like, uh, I shared this on the YouTube channel uh, earlier this week on student ministry that matters. And I think it's really, really key. Uh, in Psalm 23, um, that was my devotional reading last week in the beginning of this thing. And it just came up in my reading plan. And so I uh, followed through with it. And, you know, I think one of the primary messages we've heard from the church has been, we're going to live by faith and not fear. Mm. Uh and I agree with that. And I think that, you know, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear and all of those, like those are true things. At the same time, uh, Psalm 23 clearly points to, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, like fear is a real thing. Yeah. 
And we are going to experience fear. And fear is a real feeling that we mm. have. And I think to just dismiss it with, we're going to live by faith instead of fear is to dumb down the fear that we have. And so yeah. I think there's a recognition that's like, okay, I do have some fear about this. Maybe fear about my church and what's going to happen through all of this or fear about students and losing track of some, like those students that were on the fringe of the ministry uh, that were just kind of coming a little bit like, is this going to be the thing where they no longer, like they don't even show up anymore because there yeah. wasn't a consistency there. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's a lack of faith to also have fear. Yeah. And I think when we look to our people and we say, Hey, we're going to have faith here, not fear. We're, we're putting those opposed to each other when the reality right. is God is with us in that valley. And so our faith in him is revealed in the fear that we have in that moment. So I don't know, man, that's just, don't, so, don't be no, no, fear no, no, ashamed. You, no, yeah, you got it. No, no. So I was, I was going to share. So one of my favorite professors uh, talks a lot about um, we, we, we aren't here to, um, just try to find a way to be positive. Like I, 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 I would posit that the fear and like the power of positive thinking are the things that get pushed together, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to quell my fears by just saying positive, nice, affirming things. I, I think what you shared is a hundred percent accurate and that faith is made of stronger stuff, right? Like we have faith in the face of fear, not like against or over, Verses, right? Like this is not the thing that over and against fear. It's the thing that we hold up in in the face of it. And I think a lot of us, the question that gets pressed is that like we we may not have had to have real faith for a while because things were not fearful. I think this the man modes of crisis either reveal character or allow us to embrace character, right? Like when 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 the chips are down, when things are uh, unknown, either who we always were um, comes to the surface or it's courage and it's the person that we always wanted to be. Man, I would love to reach through and just share to anybody that if you have felt a little bit stagnant about your call, your service, working in youth ministry, you're down on kids today because they don't listen and they don't care. This might be your shining moment. And if you feel a little bit down on this generation and what they can do and they don't listen to me anymore and my sermons don't connect, I can tell you right now that they need your faith uh, more than anything else. They need an adult who they trust and have a relationship with to speak a better word. Uh, social media has proved itself to be more spin um, than sanity. And the messaging that gets out there that just just seems to feed and just uh, inculcate the worst kinds of our uh, worry and fear and anxiety and, and, and forces us into these spirals of negative self-talk and we miss what God is actually doing. Your students need to hear from you every day. Do not wait to try to recreate a Wednesday or Sunday sermon. Speak to them through the tools and the channels every day as a person of faith and model for them what scripture transforms in your life and what it empowers you to do beyond just falling into the abyss of fear. This is it. Um, ben, yeah. tell me, tell me though, like uh, 
this may go on for a while. So what, what would your wisdom be like? I mean, I think again, it's the adrenaline like is maybe settling and we're feeling a little tired today. We're going to feel a little more tired next week. <laughs> how do we, how do we press in and push through? Yeah, man. So I, I think there's going to be a point, right? Where we're working, working, working. All these things are flying at us fast, 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 fast. And then less things are flying at us. And then less things are flying at us. And then less things are flying at us. And I think there'll be a point when we look around and we realize, oh, I have a lot of extra time on my hands. Like I actually have, I have space to think, space to dream. And let's be honest, like there are a lot of youth workers, student pastors that are so busy, like the space to dream is a completely foreign concept. Like to just have pen and paper and God, what do you want to see happen in this ministry that only you could do? Yeah. And so I think that provides an awesome opportunity to carve out space to dream at a really practical level. Identify something that you want to get better at. Like mm. this is like, if you have a dusty guitar laying in the corner of your home, uh, your bedroom or in your home office right now, like now's the time to pick that up and oh. like exercise the brain. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and then, so there are a lot of things that would fit into that category. And I think too, we can't in this moment neglect the being together with other people. Now, yes. some of you might say, well, what about social distancing? I have to <laughs> hold, hold to on there, fella. That says 10 or less. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think the, like right now, as we record this podcast, we're sitting on uh, in a Zoom chat together yep. and videos there. And so I think we have to be creative with the way that we connect with other people. And I think if we're not careful, because we as student pastors are working and getting things done, we don't naturally lend ourselves to network of people and community with other youth pastors in general. Yeah. And so you take, you take something that's going on right now where we have to stay home and we could look up in a couple of weeks or a couple of months and realize, man, I am completely isolated right now. Yeah. And that is, it's a dangerous place to be sin wise. It's dangerous mm. place to be uh, soul wise. It's a dangerous place to be relationally. And so uh, you need like get better at a skill that's around the house or something that you want to do work out, like get in the garage and do some burpees or something. I don't know, but it's like, do those, <laughs> do all, do all of that stuff. But at the same time, we can't afford to neglect the being together with other people. Like mm. sitting face to face, even if it's through a screen is really important. And so, so some of the stuff that we're, we're doing with Lifeway students to kind of help that, uh, and youth ministry booster. So this is a, this is a staple of youth ministry booster already. Mm. Like we could say, this is why youth ministry booster exists is for student pastors to have face to face connection with people and care for their souls. Yeah. So it's a natural alignment there. But with Lifeway students, we're also uh, starting youth pastor meetups through yeah. uh, the Student Ministry That Matters YouTube channel, uh, the game night where we're just going to get online and play video games together and just hang out and, and chat while we shoot at each other in a digital world and right. like, whatever, whatever else other games people want to play in that. But we're just trying to find ways to make sure that we are still and that youth pastors still have an environment to connect with people. That's going to be so important moving forward. However mm. long this lasts, 
that is something that's going to be really important for us to maintain. Well, especially a community of people of your calling. I think that's one of the things yeah, uh, just from, from learned lessons of, of doing booster for the last few years. Is there something different when you gather with people that are of the similar kind of calling? Uh, yeah. Play, play video games, play, play Fortnite with your high school boys, um, you know, binge some Netflix with your, with your spouse, Disney plus with your kids, all those fun things, but find an outlet um, as weird as it sounds as important as it may not seem, but actually is with other youth ministry friends because they are asking the same questions. They are feeling the same pains and worries. And in the spirit of understanding good ministry, Sometimes the elements of fun are the things that bring about the really deepening connections, right? Like it's the, uh, you need some, uh, well, you know, in an area and a time before this time, we would talk about it as windshield time, but maybe now we'll just talk about <laughs> it as right. screen. Screen time's going to get a new definition. Uh, <laughs> yep, screen, it will. screen time together. That's it. Like we could need, redeem it. Man, we, uh, I'm telling you, like the last couple of days on lunch break, I uh, have played a switch We've been playing Mario Kart, my little buddy, my four-year-old son. Uh, we have like lunch, like switch time together. And it's, it's, it's nice because uh, we're sitting side by side, which is good, but it's through the avenue of a screen. Uh, but man, in the mornings replaced a lot of what would be face-to-face coffee meetings with, you know, I have my mug in front of me and the youth minister I'm talking to has their mug in front of them. And we're finding ways to connect uh, digitally uh, through through tools and the functions that we already knew. And I think that's one of the things to come back to time and time again is that this is not about trying to create something that you didn't know how to do. I think I think the Zoom and and and, and Google Hangouts and, and YouTube and Instagram and even playing games on Xbox, like these are all just tools to appropriate the function that you know is important. You know that fellowship is important. You know that getting together in small groups is important. You know that worship is important. You know that teaching and preaching are important. And we're just using different tools to do that. Like this is, this is hey guys, we need to be a little louder so we got a microphone. Well, hey guys, we need a little more social distance so we got a webcam. And I think that's really important. Remember that like, like you, this is is not a rush for you to have to relearn ministry. The ministry is still important. Like it is still important. Like ministry to young people has not been canceled. Ministry to young people has not been suspended. We've got to find ways to use the tools to do the functions that we were called to do, which is disciple and teach, encourage our students to serve and to love and to lead. Like those, those things are still very, very true. So all uh, pastors and uh, ministers of education and, and executive pastors, they're going to start getting uh, purchase orders for gaming PCs and Xboxes. and Web, Webcam, Logitech webcams, webcams are sold out on Amazon right now. You cannot get a Logitech webcam on Amazon right now. That's so good. Like, that's because they have shipping issues or whatever. But, but it's important to know that like the whole world is waking up to this. And youth yeah. ministry, this is a chance to be innovative and creative, but also take care of yourself and the fatigue. Like this is not something that just a sheer amount of tools will fix. And I think that's like living into week two of this been like, I hope that everybody's kind of like, like sweated out the like, what's even out there for us to use. And we begin to like distill down a little bit like, okay, I'm going to do a Facebook live once a week. And then we're going to use the zoom thing to do our small groups on Wednesday nights. Got it. Yeah. And I think that's the, there's the rush of like people that are like building YouTube studios and they're like, extra bedroom that they were like no what did i get this fancy camera or these lights it's like hold on man hold on there's there's a lot of stuff you could be doing the important thing is you're using a tool to connect 
with your students because of a social distance. And I think naming that's really important. Like you're not, yeah. you're not trying to do things you don't know how to do. You're just doing them with new tools. Like you're, you know, yeah, you've never used a screwdriver before, but let me tell you how it works. We're just going to tighten and turn. Man, I think that's right. I think too, like your students are going to take cues from you yeah. uh, in the middle of yeah. this moment. And so they're in the same place. Like they're going to get to a point where they feel isolated. Like my 13 year old said today, I'm just ready to go back to school. Uh, and, you know, like for a 13 year old to be like, man, I'm ready for school. Uh, you know, there's a, that, that is, that's a statement of need. And I think we need to recognize that. And so our students are going to take cues from us and how we engage and how we continue to make this a ministry mission moment. I think they will do the same. And I, so I think tackling it head on, talking about it head on, is so key here. Zach, what are some things that you would say, okay, the adrenaline's gone, pastoring in this moment, moving forward. We talked about tools. We talked about uh, the fatigue and, and, and all of those things. What would you say? Like, hey, here's some questions we need to be asking, or here's some things that student pastors should be thinking about now and then forward. Let, let's yeah. not even say now until the end of this. Let's say- yeah. As student ministry moves on, because this is yeah. going to change some things, how, how should we move forward? Um, I, I think this gives us a chance to flip a lot of what our assumptions were. Um, so we just had some time talking with our members about the ways in which we're encouraging them to strategize the next few months. Uh, I think we've been guilty the last 12, 15, 20 years of youth ministry of just trying to jam pack stuff into a program. I would say deconstruct the program and figure out which elements can be blown out across the week. Like I really think instead of weekly youth ministry, we need to think about ministry week to week. And so, yeah, Tuesday night we have small groups on zoom, but on Monday we're going to have an Instagram live and Thursday is going to be an ask me anything. Right. Like I think, I think there's a, there's a, there's a way to literally start doing ministry across the breadth of a week instead of jamming everything into a 90 minute program on a Sunday or a Wednesday. Uh, so let, let things isolate and be what they are. It's going to reignite the purpose for it. And it's also going to clean up a lot of the reasons for why they exist. Uh, like don't, don't feel like you've got to get songs and small groups and sermons and games into the whole thing, man. I'm, I'm excited to have youth ministries that are literally just getting together one morning or afternoon a week to play like trivia games on zoom together. Like there's no, there's no preaching agenda. There's no teaching agenda. We're going to pray at the end and be encouraged, but it's just a chance for us to connect socially. Uh, or we're going to have a discussion on this topic. So like, instead of just trying to jam everything into one series, you know, Instagram on Mondays is ask me questions. Let's, 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 let's chime in. Let's talk about things. Uh, and so I think blowing out the different elements and functions of what you were maybe before trying to jam into everything so that on the other side of this, if we do start getting back together, uh, you know, face to face in person at a church address, um, it, it allows it to rethink what that purpose even was. I think we've been really guilty yeah. of, of accumulating purposes instead of allowing things to exist for the reason they need to exist. Man, I think that is such a great point. And for the record, we do believe that we will end up meeting in person again at some point. <laughs> Here or heaven, buddy. Here or heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, 
the pause to identify the purpose and what we've always done, like maybe doing things the way that you've done it for the last couple of weeks or fast forward for a couple more weeks or whatever it ends up being, that will, you're exactly right. That will force us to, to rethink the why behind our different environments and our different programs. And I think that's really, really healthy. And I think it provides student pastors an opportunity like they've never had before to truly think about this generation and what they need in order to engage with each other and ultimately engage with the gospel. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, man, like if I, if I'm thinking, okay, what's student ministry going to look like here? Like those, like go ahead and engage in those practices, go ahead and engage in those thoughts, uh, get a, get on zoom with a group of youth pastors that, you know, uh, and, bounce those ideas around have a no horrible answer no bad idea yeah environment where you can just say okay this is what we've always done this has happened and now what will we begin to do and i love the approach of ministry week to week instead of weekly ministry i think that's a, a subtle i think that's a subtle difference but thinking about it in those terms is helpful but it leads me to think of something else yeah so as we think about that uh uh, that will no doubt have an impact on schedule, right? Like if we're saying, okay, we're going to do uh, small groups on this night through Zoom, or we're going to, there's going to now be a feature of our ministry that's trivia Thursday or asking yeah, yeah. Thursday. Like those are great ideas, but that moves you out of normal work hours, right? That moves you into sure. another, that moves sure. you into an evening or something like that. And so, I think a challenge here too is going to be a redefining what that looks like. Yeah. Like right now uh, you mentioned your lunch break and sitting next to your son and playing um, Mario Kart. And on my lunch break today, before we recorded this podcast, I went down and uh, listened to my son, uh, my seven year old read a book. And like yesterday I got on the floor and wrestled around with him a little bit. And so like this, this is providing a different view of what work schedule could look like. Yeah. Uh, and I think that'll be an important thing for student pastors to think through too. Like if I add in these extra things that we're talking about, that doesn't mean that it takes away time from your family and other priorities in your life. It just may, as you rethink the purpose of your programming, rethink the purpose of your hours too yeah. and, the, and the time that you're spending. Well, so, um, and some of the things that we prepared for this speaking season, I know that you and I talked a lot about some of the opportunities we'd have to share over the next few months and that those will be released probably in some digital ways that we can connect folks with through the podcast. Uh, one of the talking points that, that I was going to share at the conferences that we were going to for, for my session was the relationship that we have with work. Mm. Uh, I think now more than ever, um, so 20 years ago, everybody in the church was having uh, a worship war of, you know, old songs, new songs, hymns, contemporary stuff. Uh, I think our generation will be defined by our work wars and the ways in which we allow work to show up in meaningful and correct places. Um, because everything can be 24-7, there's a temptation to let everything be 24-7. And so... Now that the whole world is getting to learn a little bit about what it means to work from home or work from anywhere, uh, there's a real opportunity for us to, as youth pastors or 
pastoral figures in general, uh, just talk about the meaningfulness of both when we are available, when we're not available, boundaries, work, appointment times. And so, yeah, I mean, all, all the things that I shared, I, I, would, I would, would definitely echo your sentiment and encourage like if your, you know, small group thing is Tuesday from seven to eight, you know, pick up a different hour in the week to have a little more downtime back with your family. Or if you're doing a YouTube uh, live, ask me anything from your garage on a Monday, you know, evening late, then find a way to spend a little extra time another morning with your family. But again, like that's, that's part of the shifting schedule stuff is it may not be a clean, like, you know, eight to four or nine to five or like Sundays on Mondays off. Like it may be uh, a little more um, appointment based or a little more episodic than it is just mm-hmm. these kind of linear patterns of things. And that's why I think, uh, again, thinking through not, not disbanding having weekly stuff, but kind of blowing that out across the week. So it's the week to week so that you know that we do these things on these days and I have more rest on this day. Uh, and so it's really going to demand us to lead at a level that is um, consistent with uh, some healthy practice for our so that we can lead out of overflow and not just lead out of running around exhausted trying to meet every need because it's going to be really easy to chase and not to lead and I think that's why it's so important to identify the tools you're going to use learn how to use them well and then learn how to not work when it's time to not work so I think the chase versus lead thing is a helpful way to phrase that because I think that we've been in a little bit of a chase moment over the last the last couple of weeks, uh, chasing down solutions to what are we going to do now? Yeah. And I think uh, the, the mindset shift for student pastors now is, okay, we've chased these things down. Now it's time to lead. Now it's time to stand up as, you know, the World War II generals would stand at a podium and say, this is the course we're going to go. And this yeah. is why we're heading this way. And you know, like all that old school in imagery that you get in your mind from that moment, bang the podium a couple times and say, <laughs> all right, this is where we are heading. Uh, give it your best Winston Churchill speech. And, but like, that's, that's the moment we're in is student pastors shifting from chasing solutions to now leading in the moment yeah. and saying, okay, students, leaders, here's how we're going to do training. We haven't even talked about that yet. Like we've talked about mm. all of the student facing stuff. We haven't even mentioned how are we going to keep in touch with our leaders and how are we going to train them to do digital small groups? Because here's the thing, you are probably going to be able to adapt to digital uh, really easily. Your yeah. students are going to be able to adapt to digital really easily. They're There's already a gap there. in your leaders. They're already yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So this, this is, it's just going to be a timing thing for them. But your leaders you may have leaders in your ministry that serve with you that are going to need a lot of training and help to adapt to what this, what this moment looks like. Uh, so it's time to stop chasing time to start leading. I think that's, leading. A, yeah. I think that's a great, so you've had, uh, you've had conversations Zach with a, a lot of student pastors through the soul care and stuff with youth ministry yeah. booster. And obviously those are confidential and, 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 and all of that. But are there some themes that have risen up that you could speak to and say, hey, if, if a handful of guys and, and leaders are thinking this way, yeah, man, we've, there, certainly there are other men and women who are leading in student ministry who are also experiencing these things. And what would you, 
what would you say to them? Uh, I mean, I think we covered a lot of the practical stuff really well. I mean, you're going to have to find a way to adapt a few of these tools that make sense in your context. Um, the thing that I'm starting to hear that I would encourage others to be aware enough for themselves and if not to pause and chase a little less, because uh, I think that's that's kind of at least implicit in that we're going to stop chasing and start leading is there's an element of listening. You have some families that are very nervous. There are folks in your church. There's some young people or maybe even middle-aged folks that uh, were freelance and those mm-hmm. freelance opportunities are gone. Um, that there, there is a photographer or graphic designer or writer uh, in your church that they had income lined up till summer and they've gotten word over the last four days um, that all those contracts are gone. And if everybody's still available, they'll come back this fall and talk about it. There is um, some parents that are trying to figure out childcare. Um, there's, a, there's a friend near and dear to my wife and I who is trying to figure out childcare in the Pacific Northwest for over 12,000 families. And wow. they're tapping, they're, that's, they, the people got to work. And if they're in a situation where they can't work from anywhere, work from home, there's people at home that need people to watch their kids, but who can if we're all distanced? And so I think, yeah, we need to find a way to have fun and play games and connect and use tools and offer video small group, virtual small groups for our students. But the, the fear and the worry of our students as relayed and felt and resonated by their families, their parents and other folks like, and, and, and maybe you're feeling it too youth pastor friend, maybe you're feeling it too. Maybe um, the, the, the concerns about how the economics of all this look um, have got you wondering, and maybe your executive pastor, senior pastor has put a freeze on all spending because we don't know uh, what things will look like in four, six, eight weeks. Um, would just say to make space for that too. And again, the, the faith that we hold, the faith that we share uh, is allowed to be fearful and it's true that when many times when jesus would show up uh, or a messenger of the lord would show up he would say fear not um, to to calm that fear in the presence of jesus and i think that more than anything else you have to offer like your your really fun facebook watch party game that you were playing that had trivia is great but the thing that's better is the presence of jesus that you offer to your students and their families and i and i hope that um, like a lot of opportunities, the glint of the new tool or the new opportunity or the new software app um, doesn't shine brighter um, than the presence of um, being with your pastor and being in the presence of Jesus. And so use them for what they are, use the tools for what they are, and be, be the person who offers the presence of Jesus uh, in an unprecedented time. That's great. Well, we want, uh, we want you to know, youth pastor, that we are with you in this. We're for you. Uh, we're here for you. If there's anything we can do, uh, Zach and I and others that are part of Youth Ministry Booster and LifeWay students, we're in it with you. We, we want to walk with you through it. And so stay tuned at studentministry.lifeway.com youthministrybooster.com, student ministry that matters on YouTube, all of those things. We will continue to be, uh, hopefully, uh, an encouragement to you and a resource for you. 
uh, in a lot of different ways during this time. If you want to reach out to us personally, uh, you can get me at Ben Trueblood on all of social media stuff. Zach, why don't you go ahead and give them yours as well? At Zach working on anything social. If you want to see pictures of my kids, you can go to at Z-A-C-W-O-R-K-U-N on Instagram. Or if you want to message me about youth ministry stuff, you can do that at friend Zach working on Facebook. Facebook has just been taken over by youth ministry friends. And so uh, we just post a lot of pictures of my kids on Instagram. Just a, just a thing that we do. Uh, or, or, or email me at Zach.working at Lifeway.com. Yeah. So all the say uh, at Ben Trueblood and Ben.TrueBloodLifeway.com for me as well. So uh, we're for you. We want to help. And uh, this has been another episode of the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. We'll see you next time.